of Worship, your source for commentary and discussion on worship, theology, and culture. I'm your host, Dr. Jonathan Michael Jones. Hello and welcome to the Act of Worship podcast. This is Dr. Jonathan Michael Jones. Thank you for joining me today. And we have passed the Songs of Ascent and are moving on towards the end of the book of Psalms. We are here today in Psalm 135. Uh, these, these will be lengthier than the Songs of Ascent. And so the settings and the commentary will be lengthier as well. Psalm 135 um, Psalm 135 is, is one that discusses praising the Lord forever uh, because of his enduring love. It even begins, praise the Lord. The Hebrew word hallelujah uh, opens and closes the psalm with this same phrase. Let me read for you Psalm 135 and then we will get into my commentary. Praise the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Give praise, O servants of the Lord, who stand in the house of the Lord, in the courts of the house of our God. Praise the Lord, for the Lord is good. Sing to his name, for it is pleasant. For the Lord has chosen Jacob for himself, Israel as his own possession. For I know that the Lord is great and that our Lord is above all gods. Whatever the Lord pleases, he does in heaven and on earth, in the seas and all deeps. He it is who makes the clouds rise at the end of the earth, who makes lightnings for the rain and brings forth the wind from his storehouses. He it was who struck down the firstborn of Egypt, both man and of beast. Who in your midst, O Egypt, sent signs and wonders against Pharaoh and all his servants, who struck down many nations and killed mighty kings, Sihon, king of the Amorites, and Og, king of Bashan, and all the kingdoms of Canaan, and gave their land as a heritage, a heritage to his people Israel. Your name, O Lord, endures forever. Your renown, O Lord, throughout all ages. For the Lord will vindicate his people and have compassion on his servants. The idols of the nations are silver and gold, the work of human hands. They have mouths but do not speak. They have eyes but do not see. They have ears but do not hear, nor is there any breath in their mouths. Those who make them become like them, so do all who trust in them. O house of Israel, bless the Lord. O house of Aaron, bless the Lord. O house of Levi, bless the Lord. You who fear the Lord, bless the Lord. Blessed be the Lord from Zion. He who dwells in Jerusalem, praise the Lord. So this psalm begins from the get-go with hallelujah, praise and adoration and worship to the Lord. And it says, give praise in verse 1, O servants of the Lord. This reference is probably to the priests and the Levites who serve in the temple area. And while some have said that servants is never used in such a restricted manner, a lot of scholars have said that, the next two phrases seem to limit the reference to the temple personnel. So 
Uh, it says, O servants of the Lord, and in verse 2 it says, Who stand in the house of the Lord, in the courts of the house of our God. Uh, so it certainly is possible that this term servants is linked uh, to, to those people, to um, uh, the priests and the Levites who serve in the temple area. Verse 4, For the Lord has chosen Jacob for himself. The Lord chose Israel for himself out of his unconditional love, not because of any merit in Israel. Deuteronomy 7, 7 through 11 says, It was not because you were more in number than any other people that the Lord set his love on you and chose you, for you were the fewest of all peoples. But it is because the Lord loves you and is keeping the oath that he swore to your fathers, that the Lord has brought you out with a mighty hand and redeemed you from the house of slavery, from the hand of Pharaoh, king of Egypt." And then in verse 11, it says, You shall therefore be careful to do the commandment of the statutes and the rules that I command you today. May we as God's people never think, if we're not careful, we could think this. May we never think that our salvation or that any good at all comes from us. You get a college degree, you get a graduate degree, you get a good job, you work hard, great. None of that is because of you. Not one bit. And we make the mistake of, we, we say this out loud, that, oh, this is all God, all the glory to him. And yet internally, we think that, well, there was some of it that was us, that we have the capability, that because of our uh, abilities, our talents, our instincts, whatever the case may be, that we got to where we are because of ourselves. Oh, we might not say it out loud, but internally that's what we think. May we never get to that place. And if we are, may God humble us and may we repent. Verse four. Uh, it says, For the Lord has chosen Jacob for himself, Israel as his own possession. Yes, God owns us. God has lifted the lowly and made them great in his eyes. Verse 5. Our Lord is above all gods. The foreign nations could not imagine a God like the Lord. You see in the Psalms a lot of uh, tension between the God of Israel, the one true God, and the gods of other nations that were idols. Verse 6. Whatever the Lord do, uh, pleases, he does in heaven and on earth, in the sea and in all deeps. A special reference is made here to the seas since the seas culturally represented the forces of chaos in the ancient Near East. But it is God himself who controls the seas. Verse 7. He makes lightnings for the rain. God's control over the storm may be a reply to the Canaanites or the Israelites who had dared to attribute the power of the storm to Baal. Verse 8. He it was who uh, he it was who struck down the firstborn of Egypt. The culmination of the 10 plagues God used to win the freedom of his people was killing 
every first every firstborn male that was not the doors were not marked by the blood of the lamb. So every firstborn in Egypt was killed by what is known as the angel of death, but it, it was ultimately God who did it. Verse 11, Sihon, king of the Amorites, and Og, king of Bashan. So these are two kings that opposed Israel during their time in the wilderness under Moses. You can read about that in Numbers 21. Verse 15, we've seen similar language to this before. The idols of the nations are silver and gold, the work of human hands. So the surrounding nations worshipped their gods by statues of wood and precious metals. And so the psalmist, like Isaiah in Isaiah chapter 44, ridicules this practice. It's a crude and absurd example of taking a piece of creation and exalting it above the Creator. I'm reminded of Romans 1. Verse 21 through 23, for although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him, but they came, they became futile in their thinking and their, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Claiming to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man and birds and animals and creeping things. My goodness, we live in that time right now. Verse 18, they became like them. So the pagans made their gods in their own image, and those who serve those gods will become like them. In other, in other words, powerless and contemptible. Verse 19, O house of Israel, bless the Lord. O house of Aaron, bless the Lord. O house of Levi, bless the Lord. This is referring to the priests, and there is a similar progression in Psalm 115 verses 9 through 11, which says, O Israel, trust in the Lord. O house of Aaron, trust in the Lord. You who fear the Lord, trust in the Lord. So this is a psalm that calls God's people to praise him, realizing that he is the only, the one and the true God, the Lord of all, the creator of all the earth. So here is Psalm 135 set to music. Thank you for listening today to the Act of Worship podcast. This is Dr. Jonathan Michael Jones. Skies 
desert seas and floods Zion shall be given. 